Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Mixed Cast, and I am Steve Miggs, and I'm here with the Reverend Enfuego. Hello! Glenn Cannon, hi! Oh, it's good Good days. Good days today, I think. I'm excited yeah. about today's podcast, although I think we might have a little bit of a dilemma. Uh, what? Is Glenn Cannon going to be Glenn Cannon, member of the Miggs Cast? Oh. Or is it going to be Glenn Cannon, member of Windowpane, because we've oh, got yeah. Windowpane in studio? Yeah! I think uh, I'll be a member of the Miggs Cast, and then I can just yes. interview yes. Windowpane. <laughs> I'm okay with this. And you guys can just be like, yeah, Glenn couldn't make it today. Yes. Glenn from Windowpane is not here. Glenn from the Miggs Cast exactly. is here. Glenn's like, so what's it like? To work with Glenn Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> silence. <First question>. Just <laughs> silence. <laughs> Next question. Do you miss him? Continued silence. Right. <laughs> like, that was a fun interview. We actually got to answer some questions. Glenn wasn't there. Yeah. Well, we could do like a game show and just kick me out of the, the room do for do a minute. Do. And oh, like. Uh, I'll do that. I'll go sit and look in through the window, man. I will. Oh, like a window pane dating game. Yeah. <laughs> See how well they know each other. Oh, man. Ooh. This would have been fun. Why didn't we think of this ahead of time? I don't know. Because this is where our most brilliant ideas come That's from right. when we're in here. You know, I'm going to go online to see if there's like dating game I'm just questions. pleased he's not making us do a spelling bee, Rev. Oh, this is the geez. beginning of the show, yes? yes. Yeah. Ah, see? Oh. See how it oh, starts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, I got, yeah, I got some. Oh, there we go. Oh, I got 60 exciting dating game questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right, let's do this. Oh, oh, no, these are like, randomly, these? like four or five episodes ago, Steve and I put Justin and I in, in like a, a spelling contest. Yeah. It was bad. Literally. I don't know. And he had theme music and everything. Like, so obviously he had planned this for some time. I did. <laughs> and I think the number of F-bombs we almost dropped while tracking yeah. that show, because every word he said, either Rev or I'd be like, fuck. Yeah, you know, like no you know, idea. Finish, but you'd hear us go, "Oh, you did not just ask me to spell exuberant," you know. And then if they got it right, we heard this sound effect. See, oh, that's a great one. Yeah, there it is. Of silence, you rock, rock. And then if they got it wrong, <laughs> suck. Yeah, so Stewie screaming, "You suck!" There's usually, a lot of suck. I'd be like, "F." Are uh, you suck? Like you know, I wouldn't even have. You know, yeah, well, okay. Steve was pretty rest. Uh, uh, relentless. Here's the first question for our dating game. What is your idea of a romantic <laughs> evening? We'll start with you, brand new member, Noah Phipps. You know, um, romantic evening typically involves me um, sitting down on my uh, drum throne and uh, grabbing a hold of a pair of sticks. Nice. That's I mean, hot. Drumsticks, right? <laughs> it's it's kind of going, it's feeling very Top Gun right now. That's hot. <laughs> this is like the volleyball scene from yeah, Top it Gun. Is, it is. I've got where's, the weirdest where's boner. Ziggy when we need him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What's what our next one? <laughs> this one's for, uh, do you prefer Chris or Kristen? Uh, whatever you prefer. Well, because I was in a band with a guy named Matthew, and if anyone said, hey, Matt, he's like, my name's Matthew. And it was it would always get awkward, so I want to make sure I say it. I think it was that, like when I joined, like Glenn was asking me, I'm like, 
whatever you want. He's like, just tell me something. Tell me what you want to be, Chris or Kristen. I don't care. It's whatever you feel. <laughs> it's driving well, that crazy. devolved into a nickname that I won't share here because I don't uh-huh. want people outside the band walking up to Chris and calling him that nickname. Nah. But uh, yeah, at the time, you know, Mark Harris was still working with us. Uh huh. And so Chris was like, dude, I truly don't care. It's all good, brother. And Mark was like, well, then we'll just call you blank. And believe it or not, that stuck. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Now, that's private for us. That's, okay. that's not for our listeners. I'm sorry, man, because <laughs> right, I can't so have for, that on my conscience. For Kristen, <laughs> where is the perfect date spot? Mm, Dick's Burgers. Nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> gone so well. All right. This one's for Tony. What are your favorite women's scents? Women's scents? Yeah, like a scent. Common. Or, um, <laughs> I, condoms? <laughs> Common. Oh. <laughs> yes. Wow. Sorry. That escalated quickly. I didn't mean to jump oh, in on man. that. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, dude, uh, uh, probably just because it takes me back to being at the swimming pool when I was 12 years old and really started noticing women. Chlorine. The smell of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. That's well, better than well, the Well, it's more like chloroform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, now that uh, uh, coconut oil suntan. Oh yeah! Like yeah. when I was a kid, the first time that I'd see women, but you know, wearing a two piece or something, and they're all tan, and I'd smell that smell. Yeah. So to this day, still, you know, I'm 12 year old Tony trying to hide my <laughs> stuff with my uh, <laughs> folder. You know, when you smell that, that it does call. You're you're absolutely yeah. right, man. Yeah. See, it, it triggers something different for me because I used to work on the boardwalk over at Manhattan Beach, kind of by Coney Island and all that. And a guy that would come all the time, this gay dude, he lathered up with that coconut oil. <laughs> oh, so you smell Tropicana and you think with, of something else. Right, with a pink Speedo. And I would never forget this guy because sometimes you'd show up with flowers and he would give me one. And oh, he would tell me he's at, he worked nice. in some yeah, club. If I, if I want more flowers to meet him at this club. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I, my mom I'm good with the one flower, me. brother. I'm right. good with the one flower, but thanks, man. And he would always, get, Krishna. A, he would always get a Diet Coke, <laughs> and he would ask me to, uh, to pop it because he didn't want to break a nail. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think of when I smell coconut oil. Man, I'm oh, sorry that yeah, that dude ruined Tropicana for you. That's, no, it's, it's, it's like, one of my favorite scents because of that. <laughs> I should have bought you a flower, Holmes. <laughs> dude, he was shredded, and he was nice and tan, and looked good in that pink Speedo. <laughs> Man, the only time I've ever seen a speedo out in the wild, other than like oh, in the wild, well, yeah, like not in a revs in a tree oh, stand, you know? not in like a like a like like in a pool meet or something like that, was in Hawaii, where it's like like all of the Europeans would come for vacation, and they were the only ones that were wearing speedos everywhere. I remember yeah. being on the beach yeah. in the UK yeah. as, as a kid. I was over there visiting family. And I got asked so many times where my bathing suit was because I was American and I was wearing a swim trunks, as I think they're properly called. Yeah. I was the only cat there, not in a Speedo. So everyone would come up like, hey, mate, where's your bathing suit? And I'm like, yeah, this is what we wear where I'm from. Like, you know, I remember that. <laughs> like, I was totally the weirdo in the shorts, you know? And like, I still would be. It'd be like the longboard shorts that's, or like the cargo shorts. I'll go swimming in cargo shorts. Oh, dude, these care. days yeah. I'd be out yeah. there in a burka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, man? All right, now our question for Glenn. Oh, no. A kid comes up to you and kicks you in the shin. What do you do? I put a plastic bag over his head and tell him to go play in traffic. Yep. <laughs> Everybody, yep. welcome one window pane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to have you guys here, man. This is awesome. Thanks big for having us. Yeah, oh, wait. Big... No, thanks for having Thank you. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, Glenn, you got to stay on a microphone. You're okay. interviewing the band. I don't want to. You have to. I don't believe I'm sitting next to Glenn Cannon. <laughs> oh, my God. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this Friday night. 
the Crocodile, yeah. the yes. big final release show, and also yes. the show that unveils your new drummer, Noah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where do we start? Do we start finding Noah? Oh. <laughs> you find you're punching a microphone? Thursdays on NBC, Finding Noah. <laughs> when I was four years old, I was under the stairs at my grandpa's house. Yeah, no. Or just the, uh, the, the, the excitement about putting out a record on vinyl. God, no, well, there's, there's so much to talk about with that. There yeah. is. There's the vinyl thing. There's uh, the journey getting to Noah. We're playing a brand new uh, song, too, man. Like, we, we had a night where we just started flowing and... It's it's all good stuff, man. I mean, that's that's hopping around multiple topics, but things are good. Yeah, let's We're start gonna, with Noah. Yeah, let's, let's do let's that. Let's start with Noah. Let's do that. The man with the throne in the sticks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so when let's start from Noah's perspective. When did you find out that Window Pane needed a drummer, and what was your thoughts, and 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 what was the process for you? So during the time that I found out about it, I was pretty much in the the same kind of mindset that they've explained of like going through so many people trying to find something. You know, I had hopeful times and then it would get go down again and throughout this whole time I was working with Will Andrews uh my drum instructor and so just he saw me working and working and working and just he's not that running. good of a drummer though yeah I mean, I mean you know I, I'm, I'm nor- yeah I'm, I, I'm normally there to teach him yeah, I was yeah. gonna say yeah, yeah no yeah so I love you, Will. Will is for freaking amazing side note he's like my favorite drummer in town yes of course yeah yeah um, yeah that was pretty much the start of uh this was uh meeting him and he helped me kind of connect make the connection and told me uh, you know just got some songs that we really care about and i you know came in there and played them you know the way they're meant to be in my mind you know mm-hmm. yeah went hard yeah this, <laughs> this was one of those things well no went really hard. Like, when, like when noah came guy. down we had you know we'd had a, a kind of a long weird rough ride getting to that point with various auditions and how much do you want to talk about that long rough ride we can, we can talk a bit about <laughs> talk about okay, it you want to hear yeah i i know some of it and i feel like some Steve of it knows more of it than most actually some yes. of it is like straight out of like a weird mockumentary about a band Jeez. like it's it's <laughs> it, insane some of the we should have been filming the whole time yeah yeah, yeah actually you know, like this but. this trumped the the basis search for some kind of monster with metallica yeah yeah All those it, guys it had it easy did. they did yeah. that was nothing Pool come in. They're like, you're too good. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Pepper wow. Keenan. Ah, you're good, yeah. I guess. Well, it basically started, we assigned with this uh, a new agency. And, and the whole point is to get us out on the road as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, that that it, it's not an instantaneous process. And this was but, several months ago. Yeah. Maybe like a year ago. Uh, six months ago, okay. yeah. Okay. And okay. then, but that started moving at full speed right away. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, of course, our fans are, when's the tour? It's, well, guys, it takes a minute. But um, so while this was coming down the path, uh, Sean really started looking at his life and what was about to happen, living a life on the road. And Sean has a three-year-old little girl. And Sean's the drummer on the yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sean, Sean's been with our you guys for several drummer. years. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Sean started looking at that, and he's like, man, I don't want to miss my little girl growing up because we're going to be on the road a lot. Yeah. And um, so... He shot us that call is right before Christmas. <laughs> so so we were of course like, Merry hey, Christmas, guys. Christmas. You know, we didn't Pretty even much. tell Chris yeah. until after Christmas. It's um Yeah, Tony and I that was a conscious decision. Tony yeah. and I were like, let's tell Chris after, let's not ruin his Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm driving yeah. home from work. Yeah, after, seriously. After all that. Like I'm driving home from work the day that we're supposed to practice. I'm like, hey guys, so when we meet up at the room, Glenn's like, I'll give you a call as soon as I can. Three hours later, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I got, I'm like, I, I got to get going if I'm going to leave. He's like, yeah, so this happened. I'm like, oh, I, I guess I'm going to eat a sandwich then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't uh, don't come so to rehearsal, bro. <laughs> when times are tough, I eat too. Yes. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> 
So then, uh, then it's like, okay, now we got to figure out what we're going to do because uh, we just signed time, with a touring we had agency. A tour, we had a 42 day tour lined up for March. Yeah. So it was and, and it was really, and at this point, he was like, yeah, man, I, I don't even think I can do that tour. Which later on, Sean had said, dude, I, I can definitely do that tour. Sorry about that. But at the time, we were in straight, straight up panic. Well, and, you know, there was. Did you ever think about maybe bringing the kid on the road, like as a touring merchandise seller? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, well, I, I, I was going to say, I mean, really like, you know, and, and Sean's, you know, Sean's family. So privacy is important. But he was dealing with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. His daughter was a main factor in all that. But he was dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and he's fine, everyone. No one worry. But there was some medical stuff as well. And it literally turned into, a, I'm not sure I can tour. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, <laughs> uh, dude, we're supposed to hit the road. Um, I think it was like yeah. the end of February through yeah. March. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was coming And up. it was a long one. And so we were completely panicked and began reaching out to anyone who could possibly sub. Of course, Will Andrews, one of the first ones we called. But mm-hmm. we now know he was in he was in the walking papers now and was doing yeah. those tours. But at the time, he's like, uh I've got something really big that I can't talk about, <laughs> but I may not be available. Yeah. But I'm always here for you guys, and so that was right. you know, And so I we, mean, they had a little tour with Allison Chains. I mean, right, I, right. I, this I small thing. I don't know why he would say no. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, honestly, I think if he had the freedom, he probably would have come along to bail us out. He oh, literally sure. wasn't no, he in a position. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Don't ever not call me." Were his exact words. God bless him. Right. So yeah, we began the process of kind of. First, there was a bit of a holding pattern to see where Sean would be in a week or two, in a month, and a lot of radio silence while he got his stuff figured out and just us really hanging in limbo. It was a challenging kind of dark time, and we began the audition process, and, you know, Dick Tony and I really reflected on this. We were, we've been really lucky, like way, way back when, when Brian Muir, Window Pane's original drummer, flipped out and quit. We had Mike Camp. We were playing a show yeah. a month later. That's when I first knew you yeah. guys and, and met you guys was when Mike was in the That's when we caught yeah. fire. That's really yeah. when the band caught fire. Mike, Mike had a lot to do with that. And when Mike left, you know, Tony had been working with Kevin Royt and Tony's project of another, which I was a member of. Um, Kevin was remarkably talented. So when, you know, when uh, Mike, Mike, Mike thanks. Yeah. Thank you. When Mike was like, guys, I think I need to step down. Kevin was right there. Boom, bang. Off Easy to the races. Yeah. When Kevin lost his mind and, and left, um, then uh, you know we we did a brief audition process. But Sean was like, "What the third yeah. guy we had down?" Or yeah, something? we we kind of saw third or fourth guy. We saw it coming with Kevin about a month or so before. Yeah, you know, so so we had already started the process and we already had our guy. We got really lucky, basically this time around. Um, we did not experience that. We had a lot of people down that we were hopeful about that just. You know, um, it was it was tough. Uh, you know, it's a couple of more big surprises. We had a couple guys down that just killed it. And then we were like, we would love to have you. Can you at least come do this tour? And then we'd like to maybe have you join the project. And, mm-hmm. ooh, well, I get a week's vacation every year. It's like, bro, uh, we're trying to become a working band. I just quit my job. I'm driving Uber Lyft so we can do this. Right. Uh, so that, house. you know, that was, yeah, <laughs> right? Like all of yeah. us are just trying to set ourselves up so we can go to work. And a lot of these guys were mega talented, but... Had to pass on that. We had um, life got in the way for them. For, yeah, for you know, yeah. some guys came and auditioned and enjoyed that, and then immediately realized, man, I don't have the heart to bail on the project I'm in mm. to come play with you guys. So there, there was this long road, and then we, we did end up with a guy that we actually gave the job, um, and that started out great and just got really, really weird, really fast. Can we talk about how weird it got, or no? I think. I think we can, as long as we don't mention any names. We won't actually, mention. Nobody knows. Right. Who he is, and no one was aware that 
it was ever happening. Yeah, so I mean, we can keep it vague, but yeah. there, there's part of that story that's like straight up out of like Spinal Tap, or out it, of like it, it's it's the most insanely hilarious, but I'm not funny for you guys. I would imagine. No, it wasn't very it funny. Will make for, us. for good cast <laughs> material, but <laughs> as an outsider, it was hilarious. Looking, Looking back. back, yes, exactly. So we 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 had gotten so heartbroken. I mean, you got to imagine Tony, Chris, and I like leaving the rehearsal space, going and sitting at the siren, having a drink, and going, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" What are we going right. to do? We have this incredible and opportunity in front of us, but you kind of need a drummer to do it. You know, yeah. at the time, we, yeah, we, had, ramping up. we didn't know what was going on. We did have shows on the books. We didn't know if Sean was even going to be able to honor those yet. But Sean did come through beautifully, honored a bunch of our outstanding obligations, came down and shot a video. Mm -hmm. So once he got through the storm, Sean really came through and shined for us, which, was, did. which was awesome. But in the interim, so we we were so broken that we we're like, let's just have them, even if it's on a cell phone, let's have them shoot a video of them performing at least underfoot. And if they can get through underfoot, then we'll have them down because some of these auditions were so painful. And um, let me grab underfoot just so people can understand. <clears throat> I, I think anyone. It's a challenging piece of music. It's it it's, it's one of my favorite win window pane songs, but the drums are. You're putting on a clinic, and I don't think people realize that when they just listen to it, like in in the background. Well, and like here's an example: we had some talented guys down. I'm not saying anything negative about them, but you hear this intro. So we had two different guys come down, and we're setting up, and we're like, "What do you want to start with?" And they'd say, "Well, let's start with underfoot." And they'd say, "But by the way, I don't play double bass." And we go, "Well, okay, the whole in intro, the song." Yeah, I don't do that. I don't play double bass. I beatbox that part. Yeah. <laughs> and for, to me, it was like the parallel I drew. It would be like me joining Metallica and seeing like uh, day one at Metallica rehearsal being like, oh, sorry, guys, I only play acoustic. Right. You know, like, so we but that, I really shred. That happened twice, you know. I, I play promise. the ukulele. I, I swear, so, though. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we, we asked this. We, we started saying, you know, on a go forward, let's let's have people at least on a cell phone. I don't care how it sounds. At least see if they can play it. Let's send, send us underfoot. Right. Don't waste our time. God, that yes. way you don't waste your time and our time. It, it had gotten dark. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm really shortening the story. Me, Tony, and Chris had a long, cold, dark, bitter, salty Painful, Ooh, salty winter. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like yeah. a life lesson for anyone. If you're gonna go for anything, make sure you're prepared. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I'm gonna go try and be a part of something, I'm not gonna go into it going, I don't know, man. I'll see what happens. We'll just throw some stuff against the wall and see if it sticks. Like I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna do everything I can to do what is expected of me. What we was were that? shocked by some of these guys yeah. too because yeah. they're they're in good bands mm -hmm. in in this scene. It, Guys who, you know, were like, oh, man, he's going to be killer. Yeah, there you know, were a few. And then well, it also lends also to, I mean, uh, uh, and I bet Noah, you could attest to this, uh, in the world of drumming, certain drummers work for certain bands, but exactly. won't work at all we for definitely, other bands. definitely. I mean. Yeah, that's what we found. I yeah. feel like that's the argument you could have with like some, some like, you know, the, the recent Pearl Jam music sounds great with Matt Cameron, but when he does even flow, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, and it's not yeah, because exactly. he's a bad drummer. He's, in fact, way better than any drummer they've ever had, but. There's a certain thing. He doesn't have that certain swing to his style. I'm an Abrazee's guy. Yeah, See, I'm a cruising too. guy. <laughs> yeah. Cruising's killer. You I know, mean, uh, you can't take the tennis. You, you can't say anything bad about tennis. I mean, at that. some point, we'll probably have to talk a little bit about my recent Pearl Jam experience with a WWE wrestler, Becky Lynch. And I saw the photos. Oh, we'll yeah, have to yeah, definitely yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. But like, it gave me, I've been listening to nothing but 10. Oh, yeah. Because Ten's of the experience incredible. that we had and really zoning in on Dave's drumming. And it's just... Yeah, he's not a perfect drummer. That's oh, a great drummer. But he's perfect for that band. Oh, you and so, I have had the Steven yeah. Adler conversations. There's none know? better for Guns N' Roses. Yeah, exactly. Matt Sorum's a way more talented drummer, but he can't do what 
Steven Adler did. Yeah, everyone has their their thing, you know. Yeah. But so it, we we had this guy down, and, and uh, we had him shoot a video for us, and he nailed it. And so we had him down, and we played that song, and it went really well. And at that point, we were so broken, and it had been really disheartening, really disheartening. They were like, "Boom, you've got the job. Start learning songs." It's mm-hmm. an oasis in the desert at that point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what happened Deep after drop. that? Thanks, man. Um, every rehearsal, it was slow going. Really slow going, and it seemed like, um, you know, take time, learn the material. And then the discussion was, well, can I put my own inflection on this stuff? Can I be myself? Absolutely be yourself, but learn the material, learn the core of the material. Well, that was kind of a 50-50 walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt great. Like, the guy could really play. He had great chops, great pocket, great groove. Everything was exciting, but the rate of progress was remarkably slow. And it was a lot of, oh, I had notes, but I forgot them. I know this happened. I know that happened. And We'd play through songs, and man, I'm exhausted. Let's take a break. And what we really noticed was this dude was smoking more weed than Cheech and Chong put together. Oh, there you go. Just smoking and smoking and smoking. And then... Well, that's you, what you do in a band, right? Yeah, So man. finally, right. So then six weeks go by. Six weeks of us working with a strummer. We had planned it. We even oh, had... We were going to have him play shows. That's a long time. We're still yeah. working... That's a lot of pot. Yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to champion Noah here in a second. We were still playing the same six songs. And when we brought up additional songs that we had mentioned having this guy learn, he was like, oh, well, yeah, I've listened to it a hundred times, so I haven't had a chance to work on it. And, and, yeah, you know, and he had a lot of other stuff going on at home. I mean, so finally, you know, it, it, every rehearsal started off bumpy, and then we'd take five, and then he'd smoke a fat bowl and come in, and then it was pretty much over because he was playing so badly that it was pointless to continue. Oh, no. And so finally one night we were like, hey, man, look, it, it, Here's what we're feeling. It's It's been six weeks. We're still working on the same six songs. And he got really, really defensive, very aggressive and defensive with us. And during all that, I said, well, look, man, you know, it's great that you smoke weed. That's totally fine. Um, could you please not do it before or during rehearsals or before a show? And he flipped out. Oh, his body language immediately changed. He and slumped stuff. over, stared at his snare, and both Glenn and I kind of shot each other a look <laughs> like, like uh, what this just at us? happened, dude? Yeah. It, it was crazy, too, when we first start, started talking to him. Um, we were coming from a really cool place. We're like, hey, man, what can we do to help you We were going to buy him a $2,000 drum set, by the way. I should yeah, that we were going to buy him a kit, too. I'd stop smoking he, pot uh, for a $2,000 yeah, drum right? set. <laughs> Isn't that at, at least at practice, maybe? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Afterwards. It's, it's two out of three practices. We got yeah. <laughs> there were three different shows. Uh, you know, we had a Portland show. We had a couple shows in, in Idaho. Then we had the uh, Save, Save the Seven Benefit, yep. you know, and each one of those were like, cool, man, you, you'll be ready by Portland. That'll be our first. Okay, that's not going to happen. Cool, man, you'll be ready by Idaho. Okay, that's not going to happen. Sean, thanks, Sean. Sean, uh, once Sean again, thanks. Down. Yep. And then, um, yeah, then by the time I got to the Studio Seven, it's like we have half an hour set. Half an hour. We couldn't play it. And he wasn't quite ready for it. At this point, it was like, man, we've been cool enough. It's time to have a talk. We need to have this conversation. And we were very, very chill about it. We're like, what can we do to help? Man? Yeah, mega supportive, dude. You really know? cool. Like, man, we can set up headphones here. Glenn can can run a, a cable from your iPad to the PA so you can play along while we're not here. Well, I'd rather be here with you guys. And we're like, well, we get that. But, dude, at this point... We already know these songs. The the whole point time is of the of, essence of rehearsal is that we get it tight right. in this moment. You know the learning part. That's that's homework. Do man. the homework. That's on you. You know, yeah. And and then yeah, as soon as the weed was brought up, it was completely. 
completely different. Well, and it was aggressive right? before that. It was uh, literally, uh, you know, well, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And we're like, well, oh, you yeah, know, it's, it's not feeling right. And then it be literally and I don't want to go too far into it, but it was very aggressive. It was like, if you can't tell me what I'm doing wrong, how am I supposed to fix it? And oh, finally, yeah, that, Tony, Tony yeah. put it beautifully. He said, hey, man, look, it's my job to play the guitar. I don't expect you to understand how the guitar works. I don't understand how drums work. All I'm telling you is we're not nailing the gateposts. We're not swinging the songs. We're not hitting the changes. We're floating ones. There's, yeah. there's a problem. And I can't tell you specifically what the problem is, but I, I can, can tell, tell you, you that's a C chord right there. Yeah, I can tell you it's <laughs> messed up. Too, right? I can know? tell you it's messed up. These are those moments when you're listening, like we always say, people who are in bands, like being in a band is like being in a relationship. And this is like one of those dysfunctional relationships. Oh, oh very much so. Like, I don't know yes. what I'm doing wrong. How can I explain to you what I'm doing wrong? Dude, like, I, I yeah. put on the kid gloves big time. It was like, man, understand we gave you the job. We're about to invest a small fortune in upgrading your drums. So you've got decent gear. We're with you 100%. We want to help you. We want to support you. That's the kind of people we are. Literally trying to calm him down. Right. Because um, he got really aggressive about it. But what was the line he said? Because like you're oh, saying, oh, you you guys are effing hypocrites. You guys drink and this and that, and you guys are effing hypocrites. And he was very angry when he said it, which kind of made it funny. But he said, you know, uh, weed calms me down. That's the that's and he the pretty much yelled that. Made me weed calms me down. Yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> weed Don't keeps you understand? me sane. So, I'd be really angry without this weed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So man. he called the next day, um, and it was pretty much a 30 minute. He called me a few hours before rehearsal, and he just ripped my head off. Basically, I'm not your guy. I quit. You guys are hypocrites, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, man, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was just a, a big disconnect there. And honestly, I wish the guy nothing but the best. Sure. He's a sweet yeah. guy. He is dealing with a lot of stuff in his personal life, some of which is, is tragic, but, um, you know, no ill will. But it was a really rough ride, and we went from being extraordinarily excited about this guy to the point where we were going to drop a small fortune on him to being having our heads ripped off by him. No, it was a roller coaster from my perspective. For a, yeah. And I'm not even talking – it was lighter touch than constructive criticism. It was full-on, hey, bro, look, what can we do? And so, yeah, obviously that just wasn't meant to be. Um, but at that point – you know, it was literally because uh, he, he called me and quit. Mm -hmm. He called me and basically chewed me out and then quit. Uh, I got him talked to the, by the end of the conversation, we were actually talking, but the whole front half was him basically just blasting me. Jeez. Like literally, I've been fuming about this all day and you guys are hypocrites and blah, 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 and saying I can't smoke weed. I've, I've been high at every rehearsal and I wanted to be like, yeah, dude, we can tell. Yeah, yeah we know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Don't but I didn't want to say that. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, we were, so we were very, we were very sweet and very cool as much as we could be about the whole thing. And um, at that point, I hit up Will Andrews because. Will had texted me in the middle of all this and said, hey, man, if you haven't found your guy yet, I think I've got your guy. Um, one of my students, Noah Phipps, is a hell of a drummer. He was in Blue Helix. He was in Lost Punch. And he's without a project right now. And he's a serious guy. And, of course, I hit him back and said, oh, man, we've actually already got a guy. But thanks. And then, you know, hey. it was like a week or so later, Will hit me up and said, just so you know, for fun, we have been learning some of your songs. And, and, and he's killing it. Look he at had, Will. He, and he had that sixth Will's sense. The he he's somehow knew. He's the drum whisperer. He's oh, the drum yeah, whisperer. dude. Will Kenobi does, man. Yeah, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, you know, then I'm like, oh, no dude, way. that's... No way. I didn't know that part. So. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like... He's already prepping him. Yeah, he was yeah. like, he was like, dude, I just want you to know, just for fun, we're already learning some of these songs, and he's really killing it. And I'm like, bro, if anything changes, I'll let you know. Uh -huh. So you got to imagine from Will's perspective, Ew. another week goes by, and I shoot Will a text, and he's now on tour. I said, okay, the guy we hired flipped out and quit yesterday, um, how? so how? can I get Noah's phone number? And he was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. he, he quit. He flipped out and quit. And he's like, why? And I'm like, 
Uh, Things weren't moving along very well, and we tried to have a conversation with him about it. And he, I was going to be in window pane, but then then I got got high. high. I was gonna learn those songs, but then, then I, I got high. Dude, I'm um, gonna play underfoot. Then I got high. I don't know why, but then I got high, and then I, I would cry. When I told Will about that, well, it was like when I came in here and told you guys about it. Yeah. Um, Will's response was like, "You guys." He was like, "What?" Right. And I'm like, "Yeah." We asked him if he wouldn't mind not smoking so much weed, and he lost his mind and quit. And then went and smoked a big fat bowl because he needed uh, to calm down. So <laughs> Will was like, and bless Will's heart, you got to understand, he's on tour with Walking Papers opening for Alice in Chains. And he's like, I'm on it. I'm going to reach out to Noah. I'll talk yeah. to Noah. Yeah. And, you know, and so the next thing you know, Noah and I got on the phone. And even the demeanor, the vibe of that conversation versus what Windowpane had been dealing with in the room for the past six weeks was like, oh. Just, hey, man, this is what we're doing, and this is what we're... Like, another thing that came up that was a big point of major contention is, you know, uh, halfway into this, we're like, by the way, dude, you know, band rent for the rehearsal space is 150 bucks a month. And he, again, really kind of, what? Which is rather reasonable. What? And, and, and he was like, the way he put it was, I have never paid to be in a band in my entire life. And we were like, well, dude, it's not like that. Wow. He's like, and he's like, why doesn't the band pay for that? And we're like, well, all the money the band makes goes back into the band we're growing a business it's 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 a, it's a business you know and i was like you know you got to understand our, our quarterly download revenues is all located just of social media spending i bet tony drops between two and four hundred bucks a month just on our social media presence and he was like what and i'm like yeah dude this is we're trying to grow something we're trying to really grow our our, our music and our brand and yeah so it's, you know, we have to pay to rehearse in this room. It's, it's, well, I've never paid to be in a band before. You guys could have mentioned that. I mean, he got really aggressive about that. Yeah. So you got to imagine now I'm talking to Noah. And so now I'm, I'm being so far up front. Yeah. Like, um, so we pay our own band rent and, uh, you know, and Noah's like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, and we're, we're going to be trying to tour. And Noah's like, and every answer was. We prefer not to get really freaking high before we play. <laughs> Dude, like we, I think Noah and I discussed everything up front and it was all a thousand percent cool. And then, and to put this in perspective, this is championing Noah. He came in and blew three songs completely out of the water. Nice. So at that point, we're like, you know, we kind of knew at that moment that we had our guy, but we're right. like, dude, we'd like to have you back. Would you please learn three more songs for next rehearsal? And he went, well, I already know this one, this one, and this one. And we, <laughs> we played. <laughs> I have six. That first night. So six weeks. Six like, weeks. This is now. Go back to the Metallica documentary. It's like Dude. the Robert Trujillo moment yeah, where yeah. it's like, yeah, I know all these freaking songs. Dude, I'm yeah. good. So in six weeks, this we had awesome. six songs poorly. One night with Noah, we had six songs pretty goddamn good. Wow. And yeah. so we were like, damn. Ding, ding. And so the next, uh, it was like two or three days later, he came back, played those six, I think, and a few more. And we hung afterwards. And. Because of what we had just been through, we didn't want to be like, dude, by the way, you got the job. But I hung out with him. We all kind of hung for Slow a little while. Slow roll him a little bit. Big time. Yeah. Uh, and Noah, was kinda, Noah and I were kind of chatting, and I was yeah. like, this dude. Joint? You want this joint? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man, there's no. a needle in the bathroom. Did you just decline that joint? Oh, you're in. Don't worry about it. But yeah, I, I just, um, we, were, we were hanging that night, and I just said, dude, uh, when you leave here tonight, please don't, don't be worried about anything. There's nothing more you need to be doing. Just, just know that we're all really excited. And don't worry about anything. 
we're all really happy about everything that's going on. Oh, you're like, why well, my well, now we wife and girlfriend, when I told her I loved her, and she's like, well, I don't want to say I love you, but just know <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. do like being around you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were having a cool oh, no. conversation, and you know, Noah was straight up like, hey, man, is there anything I should be doing? Do you think I should focus on certain things? Do you think, you know, we're just having that kind of a conversation. So awesome. And all I could think to say was, Bro, you've got the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was the third time he came in when we were like, well, dude, you know, duh. You want, time, do you want yeah. the job? No, but that yeah. was because we were so gun shy because we had had such I a... I said I love you to the last one way too fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah, right. You know, and it's... It, that was that was rough. That was all really rough. But Noah was a ray of sunshine on the on the uh, on the backside of that nice. experience, man. I mean, everything yeah. got to feel really fun in the room really fast, you know, and... Now we're right back to just struggling with our PA like we always have. <laughs> yeah. It's like business as usual, you know. So, so Noah, when you went in on that and uh, you, like on the third, what were you feeling at that point? Because it, it's got to be interesting when the guys are kind of feeling you and you, and, yeah. you, and you don't really know what's going on at that point. But yeah, you mean on the the third rehearsal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, um, show up uh, feeling pretty nervous the very first time. We as soon as we started playing, though, it felt like right. It felt right right out of the gate. Didn't want to say anything, still kept working really hard. You know, I've got three albums to learn. Six songs is not enough, you know. <laughs> and so I was just working really hard, and I really did not mind having it handed to me because, you know, like, that's, like, I, I remember Will telling me the, that they had found another person, and I was like, oh, time to work even harder. So, you know, I was just working really hard, and they mentioned that, and it was just kind of like, he's not telling me it's completely official yet, and I, I respect that, you know, uh, like, uh, yeah. I'm going to keep working at Be happy. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not saying you suck, so at least that's that. And yeah. Yeah. All right, keep so, doing I mean, it, keep it, doing it, keep doing it. I felt extremely happy to be there. It felt like a good challenge every every day, you know, it's, you know, still got plenty of stuff to learn, and it feels great every time we're in there and we're having a blast. So nice. It's, yeah. It's crazy. I'm just thinking about it and seeing Kristen and I, and, and no, it's like a brand new rhythm section in what, about a year? In a year. Yep, in a year. Which has <laughs> got to be super exciting for you guys. And for you, Kristen, is it a, a cool in the sense like you're not the new guy anymore? Well, <laughs> the, one, the one thing, to, yeah, actually, that's the first time in my entire. I think Chris was the first one that said that. Music. I'm like, I'm no longer the new guy. I've never not. Let's been haze the new, the new guy. guy, boys. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm like, come on. <laughs> but we will continue to only haze Kristen. Oh, you're yeah. the, you're the I'm Jason Newstead. I'm yeah. pretty sure the first thing I said to Chris was a dig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what got you no, the job. No, no, like that was the thing. Is like I'm sitting there, we're all tuning, and like this is before we even hit a single note i'm sitting there my tuner sucks like i'm like all right, all right everybody ready i'm like no give me a second he's like always the bass player i <laughs> i turn around and just glare at him like okay oh. i don't hate you but uh, let's get this going <laughs> like, we're gonna get along fine yeah that's exactly. the start of it so what's it for you guys like what what have you i don't know how to question it but like being with guys window pane's been around for a while and here you are now the new guys in the band what have you learned by being in a band with tony and glenn and then on the flip side i want to hear from tony and glenn what have you learned about being in a band with two new guys in window pane just shut up and look pretty. Well, you're failing at both. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice, man. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn, and these guys clearly have been been doing it and doing it right. So, mm -hmm. just really happy to be able to watch the, it done right. Well, it's like it's really cool too, because like uh, going in, like I, I've just had nothing but dysfunctional bands and everything. Yeah, like, oh, I, just, <laughs> I come from a dysfunctional home. Uh, <laughs> But like watching how the uh, yeah, <laughs> just working how every like seeing how everything works. Like the second I walked into the band, I was just like, oh, 
cool, this is how it's supposed to be. We're like working on something. Like somebody has something that they're not liking. And I, instead of anybody taking it personally, you know, we're just sitting there working through it. Not only that, just like learning everything that they're doing just outside of just the music itself. It's just, just sitting there and sucking in so much just knowledge of That's how cool. the scene should be worked. Like just how it should be going. And it's awesome. Like, it's, I have no other way to put it other than just, I, I'm just going to shut up and look pretty. Like I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to watch and suck everything in. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's how I've gotten into bands too. It's like, yeah, it's it's like, it too. <laughs> that's how we started this podcast. Yeah, it, it, I mean, Tropicana. Hey, how's it going? So for for you guys, Tony and Glenn, what, what have you learned about being with new guys, having new blood, fresh energy? Well, it was definitely. Um, well, God, man, I, I guess I can say that when Mark had kind of made his choice. It had been coming for a while, and so feeling that kind of energy, it, and once again, Mark had a kid. You know, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of stuff going on in his life and everything, and and when the band is doing big stuff, and there's a guy in the band who's not as excited as everyone else, you know, that that starts to kind of lay a damp blanket over everything, like a black cloud, kind of. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, and so when Chris joined, he was so excited, and and it was just. Uh, he was always on point, never showed up to rehearsal drunk or anything like that. You know, I mean, he was definitely there and mm-hmm. 100% there. And at that time is when we realized that Mark had really checked out a long time before yeah. he actually left, you know. And, and Mark had even told us, I mean, to his word, a year and a half before he quit, he said, guys, I'm giving it till July 2017. And he did. Wow. And he did. Mark stuck to it. Now, of course, when we had that conversation a year and a half earlier, uh, we could tell he was already kind of on the, you know, he was like, man, this is just, this is rough. You know, I mean, even though we do these exciting shows, it's, you know, it was, it's, it's rough. And Mark had, Mark had checked out for a while. So when Chris joined, it was definitely this brand new energy. Here's this guy who's Mm -hmm. super excited. Suddenly rehearsals and everything band related just felt, felt like it should. It's like, wow, we're all, all really excited to be here. This is fun. That's this contagious, is, too. This, it, it, yeah, completely. And vibe-wise, everything definitely changed. And uh, Sean, Sean was on that page, too. You know, Sean was on that point. Sean's thing was different. Sean just kind of, you know, these touring and all the, this new agency, these tours, all this stuff is about to change for us. And Sean went, ugh. You know, which, looking back, we're really glad he did it then. Rather than halfway through our next tour or something. Where, where all of a you sudden know. he's like, I need a, a flight back home. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, uh, gosh, we've only been jamming with you for, for how long, Noah? It's been like five weeks. <laughs> it's only been, yeah, it's wow. like five weeks. And the guy knows like an hour and a half worth of music. Tight. Yeah. yeah. Killing um, it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, jamming with Noah. Um, yeah, we're still we're still in the... The new phase. I'm still sniffing the Tropicana. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Glenn? Uh, pink Speedo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I was going to ask if you wanted a flower, but I thought I was going to leave it alone. You know? <laughs> well, like, um, of course, everything Tony just said is is spot on. And that was the thing um, when, when Chris joined, it really was an eye-opener to just how long ago Mark had just been keeping up the good fight with what he had left in him to do it. And you don't realize just how heavily that affects you. But man, when Chris came in and he was excited to be there and he was on point and he wanted to learn and he wanted to contribute and he wanted to, it was like, whoa. 
And so it was really exciting. And what bummed me out is right about the time we got things into focus where maybe the four of us could start writing, which is something we were desperate yeah. to do. Sean announced that he quit or was going to have to quit. And, you know, for me, I'm like, man, so Chris just got now we're robbed of. OK, you know, um, the the thing for me, like especially having, you know, having Chris, who's still kind of he's been with us a year, but still new to the band. And then Noah, who's very new to the band, is, is something I really have been really cognizant of is, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I've had my teeth kicked in so many times I can't even keep track. And Tony and I have been playing music together now for 13 years. And he and I have been through some hellishly bad times. We have even had times when the bad times turned us on each other because we had nowhere else mm -hmm. to turn yeah. to vent our anger and our frustration. And so you start to place it on the person that's right in front of you. And so he and I have had a rough hard haul keeping this thing together and the amount of disappointment and for every success and every victory there's brutal backstabbing throat cutting soul draining problems and failures that have occurred and so now here i am in a room with chris and noah who are just full of energy excitement drive and focus and i'm trying to remember not to be that bitter old bastard. That's really what <laughs> That's it is point. for me, man. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it, but my usual behaviors, which Sean and, and Mark were pretty used to because they're like, ah, I've been through this with this guy. I remember the battle of this and the battle of that and the battle of that and the time this. Chris and Noah are there with excitement and enthusiasm probably wondering like, man, why has that guy got such a short fuse? Mm -hmm. And so I'm having to remember like, man, we're all in this together. Um, and Tony and I have had some great conversations about just, you know, just that and, um, trying to let the past be the past and be excited about the present. And again, similar to a relationship. Sometimes yeah. when you get into a new relationship, you have to catch yourself. I know I did when I first started dating Sid, I can't blame her for the actions of my past girlfriends, Dude, exactly. but it's so easy yeah, to do yeah. that because you've just been conditioned to expect, well, when she says this, it's going to lead to her having sex with some other man. So I'm not letting you, you know what I mean? Like that's a, Tony and I had this amazing right, conversation. A little extreme, and please don't cheat on these guys <laughs> with other men, but you know what I mean. We were, uh, we were, we were talking about the, the writing process, man. You know, like, because uh, we, we had a, a great night where there was this, I had this song written, but I was playing, the, the bridge of it was very hard to play, and I was just mm -hmm. showing the guys that, and suddenly, boom, all of us were playing it, and then basically the song got trashed and became this whole new thing That's awesome. that we all wrote together over the course of a day and a half, and it was really exciting and really cool. And that hadn't happened in a long time. And like Tony and I were having this amazing conversation when I was just talking about all these various you know scars that I'm carrying and that he's carrying too. As Tony says, you know, let's talk about it and try and pull these slivers out, right? And uh, Tony was like, man, remember what it was like when we were writing Daybreak? And I was like, dude, I, no, I don't. I can't. I can't see past what it was like when we were writing the windowpane record, which this band almost blew apart during the writing of that record. I can't remember. I couldn't see past the storm clouds anymore. And I think throughout these 13 years, Tony and I have been the guy on the other end of the, luckily, on the other end of the pendulum to pull the other guy through the dark chapter, which I think I'm definitely, you know, I've been in a dark chapter. This thing that went down with Sean really broke. It broke me. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, how am I going to continue to do this. And then I'd step into the room with Tony and Chris and be like, dude, how can you not? You know, you've got a huge loving fan base. There's people that care about this band, that are invested in this band, that care sure. about this music. And you've got Tony and Chris who will stand up and fight the fight, you know? So, so you know, there's all that. So for me, really, with, with all the energy and enthusiasm that Noah and Chris bring and all the talent, you know, for me, I'm just trying to remember to 
put all the brutal years behind and focus on the good years ahead. That's totally where I'm at with with our band right now. And honestly, Tony and I are probably shoulder to shoulder in that, man. Like you guys are, when I said Noah was like a breath of fresh air and a light in the dark, meant it. Because I was really like just devoid of hope. It had been burned out of me. And then we're writing an exciting new piece of music and you know, you guys, your enthusiasm is what's going to carry me out of this damn mess and hopefully carry the four of us all to the next level. So I'm very lucky to be playing with you guys, Chris and Noah. And of course, Tony, but I think Tony's all right. I think of Tony as part of me, man. You know, like Tony and I are the same guy. a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool to hear, man. That's, 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 that's where really, I'm at. That's man. really freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. There's the straight dirt. <laughs> no, dude, that's, yeah. as, that's as genuine and as transparent as someone can be, I think. Yeah. And, 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 and for someone who's never been in a band, if you hear that, that I think they can find the similarities of being in a relationship. It's, mm-hmm. uh, totally. But, but it's more than one person. It's, uh, it's a grind, and, but it's for your art that you love, and, and to hear that is really cool. And I'm happy that these guys are a part of the group, and I can't wait to hear uh, the new music. So yeah. what I thought we could do right now is since we don't have instruments, you each hum your parts of the new song. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, I'll think of a yeah. No, no, no. It is kind of great, Even though. Noah, 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 you hum your drum parts, too. There's <laughs> no, a, he beatboxes. Oh, There's okay. a very specific chest. rhythm. There's a super specific <laughs> rhythm to the, to, the new, to the new song that became the verse, and it all came together in such a cool, organic way. I mean, um, which was very exciting because that hadn't happened in a while, and... Um, you know, and so the rhythm literally, if you read out in Morse code, it's dash dot, dash dot, dash dot, dash dot. Oh, yeah. So, ba-dun, 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 with this big driving mosh beat, beat behind it. It's really a cool thing that happens. And so I looked that up in Morse code, and I think dash dot, dash dot, dash dot was like TN, 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 or like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm texting these guys all this Morse code stuff in the middle of the night, and they're like, what the f is he on? I'm Glenn, trying to sleep, dude. I gotta be up at seven. <laughs> Did Glenn take Ambien? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, they're they're getting used to me. They're you know, like I said, I'm I'm kind of unhinged. It's just been too much darkness. So I go from happy, good mood guy to you know dash dot dash dot dash dot dash dot. Yeah, like oh god, let's just stay away from him for twenty minutes. No dot makes Glenn a uh, yeah. dull boy. Yeah, I need to I need to be on some <laughs> antidepressants or something. Level my ass out, dude. So they're gonna be able to hear it at the show. They'll hear it at the yep. show. It's oh, called oh, uh, nice. It. Oddly enough, it's called um, another dark spell, which. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something I've been dealing with in my personal life, trying to really address some of the things that go on with me men- mentally and spiritually, like point blank range. And then it really fit lyrically what the band just went through. And so I was trying to basically touch on a bunch of those things subject matter wise, because once we got the music together and I remember telling these guys, because Tony had some melodies and ideas as well. And I was like, man, I've got about three or four different subject matters now drawn out. I'm just trying to zero in on one. So let me get this together, see what you think. And if we're not loving it, fire what you've got at me and, Let's see where all this goes. And so I ended up with, I made the, the lyrical content about that once we had developed the music. And it's just, the song's called Another Dark Spell. And it's literally about battling depression and battling darkness in your life and getting on the other side of that moment. And They're fantastic lyrics. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. Yeah, like, really Chris read them and was like, dude, yeah. you know. But I think it's the three of us, for, for Tony, Chris, and I, I think it hit home because what our winner was like, it was... Yeah. We were just barely hanging on, man, and I'm I'm so glad we did. I'm I'm lucky to be with you guys, man. I love you guys. Brother. Well, we have the audio of the new song <laughs> for everybody to hear. Oh, that's that Morse code. Part.
<laughs> there it is. Dash dot. It. Dash. What do you guys think? Doesn't this rock? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, there's feedback. Dash dot. Yeah. No, he's... Look, you guys know I'm a big Radiohead fan, so I wanted to just... <laughs> oh, there's not enough bleeps and bloops to be a radio. Here comes the shark. Right? I, I, I didn't get the copy with the drum jet. But this is the, the, the this is a rough Just demo. Just your chest. Be killed. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Great. It's a MIDI. Good That's God. That's bass. Oh. He's playing some weird bass. This I think it's like from Europe. The, the fight the dragon in Zelda. Right? Yeah. This is like, yeah, or, yeah. This is a video. This is video game music. Oh, there's Tony. Oh. <laughs> now, did you hear I played that low chord there? Oh, that's fine. the other channel. <laughs> this is before Noah joined the band. So you're going to be able to hear this at the croc this Friday night. Good God. It's still, what the hell it's still going. Now, that's Zelda, too. <laughs> what is this? This is our uplifting bridge. Should we come out to this? Yeah, this, is, this is like fight music, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to window pane. Come out and like Steve's head. Steve's head would just explode. Enter player one. Oh, dude, I can see the uh, 12 Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> player two has entered the game. <laughs> what in the world version did I find? I have no idea. What? This is this. It sounds like this has to be from Nintendo Jaws. It's just be like Atari. It's like the chip tunes. Oh. Well, that's a lot better. That was, yeah, that was, that was got a lot better yeah. real quick. Yeah, that was real music. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Go back to the N64 to the Jaws. Band brand new. Yeah. <laughs> That was just. Uh, it's called Music Legends Eight Bit Horror Movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. It's Eight Bit. Yeah. So it's the chip tunes. They literally yeah, make man. it by the same way they they make the music for Contra or Zelda or any of those things. Oh, okay. so they got a whole genre gotcha. for that though, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Some of it's really good, yeah. and a lot of it's that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of it that is not. That was beautiful. A yeah. lot of it's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do we want to hear the Exorcist theme? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Dude, you know, still like eerie. It is. Oh my, <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right, here's Halloween. I'm just picturing a pixelated, rotating head v shooting oh. pea soup. See, you, I can tell just the Halloween the one. Transfer, yeah. I found out the other day via the interweb oh, yeah. that the Halloween mask is actually a mold yep. of William Shatner's face. It it white. Yep. <laughs> it's because no it, was, it was just a mask that they could grab. It was just one that they could pick up somewhere. Yeah. So they used that one. Yeah. yeah. Spray painted it white. Yep. It's a Bill Shatner mask. Yeah. Dude, from like a, they're going to set a stuntman on fire or something, and like, it was like a mask for that. And I, yeah. I thought it was like one of those cheesy costumes, like from a Halloween store. It was. Like That's the ones awesome. that you know, I can't remember Ben, was it Ben London or Ben something brand? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know the Gremlins theme, but they have a Gremlins theme. Dude. Is it weird that I like Square Wave stuff? Like when you get really low and you hear it Square Wave, I dig that. Yeah. Oh, this is the Gizmo theme. Don't we have a Spike theme? Yeah. No. We don't. This we just have, makes me want to cuddle my the wife, the Shatner, which isn't bad. Can you just play this? And the Shatner mask was actually a Captain Kirk death mask created for Star Trek. Yes. Wow. Yeah. My man. So wow. Crazy. Thank you, Wikipedia. This is all tracks off of the upcoming this window is the pane upcoming record. Wi uh, yeah. This yep. is new window pane. This is the new direction we're going for. Yeah. Well, and by the way, that is something I don't know with our touring schedule, which is an exciting thing to say. But um, that's something that's really at the forefront of our minds, too, is getting some stuff tracked, uh, at least an EP. Really? Um, oh, God, yes. Oh, it's time. 
Dude, we were writing, yeah. or, before Mark left, we had written three new songs, one of which we've still been playing on our sets. Uh, it's a really incredible piece of music called Make That Call. The other two are, are done but needed tweaking. Then uh, we had developed another song um, uh, called Forget What You Know. That's just this killer, moshy, crazy riff thing. Um, and uh, that's just sitting in a box. And now we've got this new. So there's, we were trying desperately to get writing. And then, you know, our, our band kept Drama falling, our band kept falling yeah. apart. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if we can swing it, if it's possible, you know, um, we might try and dip in and do something quick and dirty and get five or six new pieces of music out in the world. Because we're, you know, we're obviously, re- we should get into the vinyl on that point. We're obviously really excited about the Ted Jensen remaster of our record. It's everything we wanted it to be. We went to the best in the world to get it that way. Um, you know, Ted's Ted Jensen and Bob Ludwig are the two most sought after, you know, mastering engineers in the world. And yeah, you know, guy did, uh, they've had their hand in everything. Yeah, did almost every record you've ever heard they've been involved in. So, yeah, but that, you know, still that, that album, at least for people here in our home market for America, it's still a new record, but here in Seattle, we want to get our fans some new material. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's something we can pull off and especially to capture the energy of what's happening now with Noah and Chris and how quickly and how enthusiastically things are coming together. Um, we want to grab that, you know. We want to we want to put that to tape. Yeah. So with any Plus luck. Plus you have an extra couple of dollars because I know Noah has a nice drum set. You didn't have to buy him a brand new drum set. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's actually true. <laughs> that is actually, man, when he showed up, we were like, oh, he's, I think he sent it's, photos. Yeah, it's like 24. I was like, dude, yeah. He's, yeah. Got, yeah, he's, got, he's got a really nice drum set. A nice you know? DW yeah, kit. Dude. Yeah. That was an ongoing thing. When Kevin joined, we bought Kevin a new drum set. And when Sean joined, he had his dad's vintage Ludwig kit, but it we dropped about a grand or twelve hundred into making it nice and buying mm-hmm. him some brass and stuff. So it's like every drummer we've had to get, we've had to invest money in. And uh, maybe that's the kiss no, of death. They'll no, buy yeah. him anything. Dude, I was telling Mike <laughs> Cod about that. And Mike Mike Cod over at American Music is amazing. Just an amazing drummer, an amazing human being. He's like the Seattle one of the Seattle drum gods, right? And he's like, dude, listen to what you're saying. You know, you're going to buy your new drummer a drum set? And we're like, well, yeah. And he's like, you don't think there's a problem with that? <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are we supposed to do, Mike? You know? And then, yeah, Noah's like, oh, I've got a really beautiful kit and brand new brass, and I'm going to come down and, and, and you know, play your music and, and play kick, the, kick the hell out it. of it. And I'll do my homework. And, yeah, I'm serious about this. Yeah. And we're like, no. Can't be. <laughs> surely you jest. I'm dreaming, right? <laughs> yeah, no, right. what's your... Uh, don't yeah, tell me right? surely. Of all the songs so far, what's your favorite to play? Say, so, um, first one was underfoot. Uh, right now, it's probably um, probably I never minded because you know it's got that really really cool chorus, and then also it's got a little drum solo section in the middle of it, which is pretty fun. <laughs> nice. Find that one. It's cool for us too to be playing a new song because you get to hear Noah being Noah. You know, it's not yeah. Noah. You know, learning old music, but yeah, the new oh, song yeah. you really get to hear Noah and Chris doing what Noah and Chris do. It's really exciting. can't help but smile, you know, when we're playing that song. So. It's a good one, yeah. 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 So much fun. Fans of the podcast are used to hearing this name, but God love Brett Eliason, man. Yeah. You know, love you, Brett. If you're out there somewhere in the ether, which I know you are, 
Um, you're a good dude. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> you're as gooder as they get. You're as gooder, gooder as they get. <laughs> yeah. So it's this uh, Friday night at the Crocodile. Uh, Window Pane's going to be playing big vinyl release show. Yeah, uh, it's a double album. Um, and that's, that's the Ted Jensen man, master. And we went to, what was the guy's name, Tony? Uh, uh, Levi sets at black belt master, uh, cut the actual vinyl master from the Ted Jensen master. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's got an old, it's like a 1947 lathe that does this. It's, I don't I mean, even know what that means. I saw the videos and that's yeah, about as far as it's basically this thing takes these five, files or something. I don't even know how it does it. <laughs> and it basically carves in these grooves. Wow. And, and, and that's how this works. It still baffles me. We uh, saw uh, uh, the uh, grooves through an actual kind of microscope looking thing. So you can look at them and they just look like big canyons. And somehow the needle bounces like in there. It's so crazy. Yeah. Dude, it looks look like little beads of caulk or something laid out on a table. Yeah, it's How weird. Is that even? Yeah, and I don't even know. And somehow that recreates every somebody detail. Yeah, and somebody the at sound. some point and figured out way. I mean, what centuries yeah, ago that this amazing. is how you can make music, and you can still do that to this day. That's yeah. outstanding. It's it, it, it was really it was fascinating. Like the first was clay that they used clay in like a straw. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, or my my old wow. man, uh, yeah. he's got an old Victrola, and he has a bunch of they're called tins. Um, so they did the cylinders. The original cylinders were brass cylinders that the, the needle would bounce oh, on, yeah. and then they did tin albums. And my my pop has a bunch of tin albums. Wow, they sound a, a bit bright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one can imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's basically, cool. this is the uh, um, this is finally the the end result of a process we started pretty much three years ago when we started yeah. tracking this record. Because this was a Kickstarter. Yeah, we did a full Kickstarter. That. You know, our fans, God bless them. You know. We had $23,000 come in, and we went to London Bridge on that old 73-knee board there, um, straight to two-inch tape. And the goal was to make a a legit uh, label-quality record, uh, straight old-school analog. And um, so we took That's this thing. That's cool. Glenn's showing us a picture Sorry, of I'm just of showing a oh, picture yeah. of what yeah, a, the vinyl actually looks like. It's like a bunch of, of worms. Of the lines. Yeah. 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 Isn't that amazing? And it sits in those little... Canyons bounces Weird. back and forth, and it's backlit. That's why you can kind of see through it, and it's gr- grossly enlarged. You can't imagine the the magnification. That's nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. How does that recreate the sound of Glenn's I, voice? I have and, no idea. And every well, nuance of the guitar been, and the ping of the drums. It's been everything. funny if you saw like a little Glenn in there and a little you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello. If you look close enough, you can see his face. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we can finally, finally, it, you know, and. And to hear it sonically at this point, it was that was the goal mm-hmm. from the get go, and it took a long time to get here. You know, we um, uh, when we got our or when we finally had the record mastered, when it was done, you know, we had a uh, we went through nine masters, and our our album release was coming up, and so we had a. A uh, actual deadline on yeah. that, so it's not like we could keep going. Finally, Glenn and I were like, "Oh, I guess that's that's the coolest one." You know, we weren't super stoked about it, considering especially how much money we'd just spent. And uh, so then, a, a year later is when we're like, "Man, wow. let's finish it. Let's do it right." It cost a ton of money, but we sent it to Ted Jensen. I mean, he did Hotel California back in the day, and a ton of records since, from Michael Jackson to Green Day to Disturbed. Or, you know, I mean, a ton of fantastic sounding records. So now that we can. Finally get it out on vinyl, and we only had 500 printed, and about 100 or so of them went to Kickstarter people. Yep. So, so it's a limited wow. deal. 
You guys will be able to get them at the Croc, and they will also um, – they're available on our website right now for pre-order at windowpane.net. Ooh. And there's there's a few of them. They're going to go fast. Might be a good thing to do. It's the first edition, Gosh. yeah. So we don't know if we're going to be able to afford to get more printed or not. If, if we do, they're going to be different. They're obviously going to have a different band photo in it. Things yeah. are going to be – you know, there's – so this is the limited edition of the vinyl, and uh, it's uh, – a double album as well, because during the process, we we found out that anything over 15 minutes aside, you lose sound quality on. Yeah. We had no wow. idea. Yeah. So, of course, as soon as we found that out, we're like, great, double the cost on everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we have made a 30-minute record? Yeah. So, so once, um, but yeah, so it's, it's a, uh, a double album. We spared no expense anywhere. I mean, quality-wise, it is top quality. Through and through, it's. Uh, I mean, even the the biggest audiophiles will be happy with it, and it's only forty bucks. It looks amazing too, man. Like, yeah. just... well, Tony killed himself. Yeah. Like he would, because they they do stuff. I mean, Tony should explain it. I only know what I would get every third day. Like, how's it going, man? He'd be like, dude, let me tell you. <laughs> no. But he would get this thing all together, and they'd send it to him, and they'd be like, oh, we need you know, tell them a little bit about what you went through to create. Just what people are getting their hands on, man. Well, lots of the guys who who make vinyls, and especially the places that that were recommended to us from, uh, like Levi Sets at Black Belt Mastering, who who cut the vinyl master from the Ted Jensen master. Um, he recommended these places where these guys are the best, and they're very authentic. Well, they are so authentic that when they do the graphics and everything, they like to do that old school as well. So you can't just send them like a regular old digital file like I do with disc makers, you know, for all of our CD covers and everything right. like this. So I'd get all the graphics done up, you know, that, which that takes a long time and everything anyway, and get it all laid out. You know, everybody's happy. It's all cool. Send that in. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Well, the machines that we use, um, could you convert it to this? And I'm like, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> oh, no. You know, and then it's like, how time am I going to convert something it to new. this? Time yeah. to go to YouTube and do this stuff. Oh, uh, there was there was one company, in fact, that I ended up calling Levi, and I'm like, please send me to another one. But there was one company, they wanted photo prints for your album cover, because that's uh, the way they did it in 1972, and that's the way we do it, damn it. Oh, my so goodness. So it was seriously, that's they they wanted photos. Like, oh, okay, so I'm going to take my digital files and take a photograph of it and send it. Well, that's the way we do it. That's the way they did it in 1972. It's like, dude. We want a high quality vinyl. Do you have to play the eighteen? Go yeah. back in time game, dude. This right. is weird, man. How old's your bathrobe? So, <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. It was it was a frustrating process in in that regard. And so then finally, you know, they're like, okay, well, all, the, all your text files have to be these kind of files and stuff like that. And, and that's the thing too. Like, I do all the graphics. I made a film, all that stuff like that. I never went to school for this stuff. You learned it. Because I just learned it. Needed... I get on the computer. I'm like, this is my vision of what we should have. And then the next question, okay, how is this going to happen? Right. It can't keep <laughs> and, hiring somebody to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like making that film, you know, sitting there. Okay, here's, I guess this is the pro, you know, Adobe Pro well, something or other. And welcome to the world of video yeah. editing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Premiere Pro, sit down there. Of course, I open it up. I have no clue how to even upload a photo to it. Yeah. You know, and then start it and through <laughs> the game. And so, once again, making vinyl, well, now they throw me another curveball. And it's like, well, dude, I've been doing CD cover. Yeah, we don't do it that way. Our printer is from... Uh, I'm telling you, man. Like, I'd reach out to Tone and be like, dude, I'm having the worst day. And he'd be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> tell you what I've been doing. And I'm like, 
Oh, oh dude. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Never mind. I just burnt my you, mac and cheese. You got to imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. My coffee was a little too hot. Like, you got to imagine the text where I literally reply to a big text string. It just says, oh, dude, ellipsis. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and he'd be like, it's all good, man. And when you it's can, all good. Yeah, and when you can make Glenn speechless, that says something. Oh, I just was like, <laughs> there is nothing. I Even in the time it would take him to explain to me how I could help him, he's already got it fixed. So I knew it's like, I just got to watch him burn. Yeah. There's nothing I can yeah, do. Yeah. There's nothing I can do for him. You know, but y- you look at the quality of the product. Um, you know, God bless Mike Savoya, who just did our most recent group shot. He's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, we love Mike, man. But he got his hands on one, I think, because he was one of the pledges for our Kickstarter program. And he got out on social media and was like, this is a nicer vinyl release than most major label artists are putting out in the world. The quality of the packaging, the imagery, the gloss. And Mike's a giant everything. vinyl nerd. He's yeah. a vinyl he? nerd. Okay, cool. And he put that on Instagram and he was like, this is one of the nice vinyl, nicest vinyl presentations I've seen in years. And I'm not talking local. I'm talking even with major labels. And he said, for God's sake, why aren't these guys signed? And then he tagged it at Capitol Records, at Epic Records, at, like we were like, Mike, <laughs> Bless him, yeah. thanks, man. But that should give you some kind of an idea of the type of energy that Tony poured into making this. Like, I don't want to say it's really nice. I mean, this is a quality product. It is gorgeous. It's gorgeous, dude. Like when the palette, you love that, the palette of albums showed up at my house. And Tony hit me up, and I'm like, hey, man, the vinyls are here. He's like, cool, man, Um, because, you know, it's a palette. And he's like, well, I'll head down and help you move them in. And I'm like, no, I got it, man. I'm already halfway done. I'm just moving them down in my basement. He's like, no, dude, dude. I need to see one. Yeah. I am yeah, coming. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. the amount oh, of work yeah, that I've yeah, put that's in right. This. Come on down, yeah. man. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about that. Yeah, come on down. Yeah. yeah. Feel free to load them onto your basement, but I'm still coming over. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Because yeah. well, I was trying gaze. to do them a solid. I'm like, dude, you don't have to drive all the way down here. I'll have them all in the basement by the time you get here. He's like, you don't understand, man. <laughs> I need to see yeah, I'm not going to help. Yeah. I was so tears. nervous, too. I was I was right. so yeah. nervous. It's like going to open this up and just be like, oh, you are kidding me, you know. And Glenn wants me freak out and kill myself by putting my head <laughs> through the window. You know, just yeah. He cut his own throat on glass. <laughs> just yeah. calling Tony's wife. Hey, so it's here's Glenn. The, <laughs> got some bad news. So here's the thing. <laughs> got some, I got good, some news. good news and some bad news. <laughs> we got the vinyls. Yeah, he's gonna be okay. Probably. <laughs> The good news is you don't have to pay car insurance on that Mustang anymore. The bad news is <laughs> you got to find yourself a new man. Yeah. And we have to find a new guitarist. This is just great. Yeah. Well, dude, congratulations to you guys. Noah, welcome to the fold. This yeah, is really welcome. awesome. I'm excited to hear it. I'm, I'm pretty damn pumped for you guys. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So uh, to how soon until you could uh, let everyone know about this big tour? Uh, go ahead. Damn, yeah, that's, no, um, it's well, basically. Yeah, so so we're gonna be on this tour with this uh, uh, well-known rock act, and we we fit fairly well. In fact, I'd say we probably fit better than we did with Five Finger Death Punch. Their fans are gonna love us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and better than we fit with Queens And both those tours, you know, we we were well received. And um, yeah, that's in September and October. Thing is, is we can't we can't say who it is until they announce the tour. Of course, it's their tour. They're the headliner. So um, until that's all finalized and everything like that, yeah, come on, let us do it. We have a final release party. Everything's locked in place. I mean, you know, there's even some monies being held in escrow and stuff like that. I mean, it is a done-done deal. And, you know, Tony was really pressing our agent, like, look, if we can announce 
fully announced before the croc. It'll be a great feather in our cap promotionally coming into our, our vinyl release party. Yeah. And he was like, and so our, our agent was trying. And he'd come back. He's like, dude, I'm working on it. And dude, I'm working on it. He's like, man, guys, look. Um, we, we, and we're like, understood. Okay. And he's yeah. like, but he was like, what yeah. you can do is you can, you can announce markets. So you can announce all the cities. But you just, you know. And so we did. We, we told people what we could. You know, it's kind of not dissimilar from years ago when we did uh, New Day and we didn't have contracts oh my in hand. God. And we were going out with Queensryche, but we couldn't say anything. Like, literally, because we didn't have contracts in hand. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So like, here we yeah, are on of, Channel 4 on the TV station saying, we're yeah. going to be at a thing. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. Doing a yeah. thing and <laughs> yeah. pay attention She's to like, so stuff. this is so exciting. So where are you guys touring? Who are you touring with? Places. Like, well, with it's people. an interesting uh, thing. Well, at that point, actually, <laughs> what had happened was we were working on an independent yeah. tour and the whole thing fell through and we had no tour at all. But yeah. we were working on getting Queensryche locked in at the time. So we were, yeah, we were on TV promoting a tour, and at the time, we didn't know we had anything. So <laughs> I will, it till you make it. Oh, yeah, right. big yeah. time, fake it till you fake it. But uh, <laughs> this time, like I said, man, it's it's locked and loaded, and, and Tony really, you know, he was on our agent like every third day, like, dude, I'm not trying to be a pest, but this is why, if we can just announce it, it'll really get people excited about what's going on. And mm-hmm. So we figured out what we could and couldn't say and said what we could, but I think between the tour announcement, the fact that the vinyl's sick, and Noah... And a brand new song written with Noah. Um, hopefully, people will come out in droves because, uh, as old Morpheus said, we are still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better than ever. We, we are, are still here. And I'm the one. For 200 years, the record industry has been trying to kill us. <laughs> For 200 years. <laughs> Zion will. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you so much. And uh, yeah. we'll be back. Uh, I'm not sure we're back next week. I got to figure some stuff out. Oh, uh, well, it's the 3rd of July, and I might. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 That happened quickly. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be yeah. gone 4th of July, by the way. I'm going to buy a bunch heads of fireworks. So. Uh, oh, yeah. my man. Go <laughs> show up to rehearsal Chris. Thursday with two <laughs> missing fingers. Chris, <laughs> you're still in Tacoma, right? Yes. Sir. Yeah, of course you're going to buy fireworks. Hell yeah. You know how this is. I still have a bunch from last year just sitting in the back seat of my car. Yeah, so does everyone else in Tacoma. <laughs> it's in my car. <laughs> That's a good place for them. <laughs> yeah. It's very safe. It's got really hot and then my car's on fire. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, totally a good place to keep your well, fireworks. Well, when somebody really annoys me on the road, like, bottle rocket bottle rockets. <laughs> I got bottle rockets, candles. <laughs> Roman candles. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's particularly hard on cyclists, which I applaud. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to that with that ill eagle ill fireworks. Eagle right on go to, I do actually. I just prefer the name. It's the greatest <laughs> name ever. <laughs> ill eagle. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. So maybe you'll hear a new podcast next week. Maybe you won't. Eh. Maybe in a couple weeks, Chris will be missing a couple digits. <laughs> maybe you won't. <laughs> I lost a toe. So, oh, wow. so make sure you keep the fingers you need to play the bass. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> Join us Friday night, guys. Uh, tickets are on sale. You can go to any of uh, Window Pane's Facebook presences. You can find the event page very easily. We have ticket links there. There's various packages. You can get your ticket plus a reserved copy of the vinyl. Nice. If you're down in Tacoma, you can buy a package, which is your entry fee, a reserved copy of the vinyl, and a free party bus ride. From Tacoma to the show and then back to the Tacoma area. So all those packages are out there on our yeah. event page. Is that with the Lion Pride folks? That's with Lion yes. Pride. That's nice. with Levo and those guys. And it Levi comes with guys. party favors. Yeah. Everything comes with party favors with Lion Pride. That's right. truth. So, yeah, you've got more than enough ways to, to get access to this event. It's going to be a big one. And we're not sure when we're playing Seattle again, too. So... Be there. Join us. This is a big one for us. It's Friday night at the Crocodile. Check out Window Pane. Uh, and as always, thank you guys for listening and stay positive. Oh, look at that. Bam.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.